0: joining us for this week's podcast. The astute of you will notice that we've got some new technology this week. Uh, Some of you have given us feedback that you thought the line quality wasn't as good as it could be, so we hope this fixes it. If not, let us know. I'm Jonathan Armstrong from Caudry over here in the UK. I'm joined by my partner in crime, or at least not crime, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> partner in uh, in tech law, at least, uh, Eric Sinrod. And you're over in California, Eric, where you've been exercised by the sad news from Virgin Galactica this week.
1: That's true. And first, I'll point out, we're, we're up to tech law mischief. We won't call it crime. Um, <laughs> this, this, this Jonathan, by the way, is tech law 10 number 130. So we certainly have Staying power. But yeah, I did want, to, did want to respond to this Virgin Galactic uh, crash and provide some background, some history, and some thoughts. So going to the, uh, the history part, uh, you know, first, as you know, we took to the air by hot, hot air balloon. We then went even higher by developing aircraft. And now, and as has been the case for some decades, astronauts have been making their way into outer space and even to the moon. And, and Armstrong Adamant,
0: being the first, I would point out, Eric. The first right, surname Armstrong. on the moon.
1: That's true. And you'll, notice, <laughs> uh, you'll know that Neil Armstrong actually lived down the street from me from where I was growing up. And one Halloween, the same year he landed on the moon, I trick-or-treated at his house and he gave me candy. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So you might have his name, but I met the man the same year he landed on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So getting back on track, uh, with the advent of Virgin Galactic, there's been the prospect of non-astronauts, like people like you and me, who could go into outer space in this new age plane. And actually, Jonathan, more than 700 celebrities have reserved seats on Virgin Galactic, with tickets costing in the range of 200000 No, actually, I should say $250,000 a piece. You know, unfortunately, as we know, the Virgin Galactic Spaceship 2 recently crashed in the mojave desert so that's the bad Mm. news and it's easy for people to think that this calamity along with prior notable aviation accidents means that it's not safe to fly is that true and that's what i'm going to address right now and then i'll be interested in your thoughts let's take a little look back in time do you know jonathan the first fatal aviation accident actually took place how, how long ago do you think it took place jonathan the first fatal aviation accident? Uh, uh, 1880s. Very good. 1875 <laughs> with, the crash, with the crash of a hot air balloon, I'll pronounce this wrong, near Wimmeroo, France. Uh, the balloon's inventor and the passenger on board died, unfortunately, as a result of the crash. When do you think the first airplane fatality took place? Oh,
0: now you're challenging me. People will think we've rehearsed. 1927.
1: Well, that proves we haven't rehearsed. That took place (laughs) in 1908. Really? Yeah, it was a crash of a Wright Model A plane that went down uh, in Fort Myer, Virginia, and none other than Orville Wright, one of the Wright brothers, the co-inventor and pilot of the plane, was injured, he was not killed, but his passenger did die as a result of the crash. Now, Mm -hmm. the Tenerife disaster, which occurred in March 1977, still is the accident with the highest number of airline passenger fatalities. I'm not going to quiz you on this because it's too morbid, but 583 people died when two 747s, imagine that, two 747s -hmm. collided on the runway. One had tried to take off without clearance and collided with the other that was taxiing on the runway. So that's still... The, the most people have died as a result of, a, of an aviation or airplane accident. The, um, as far as single aircraft disasters go, the highest number of fatalities was the crash of the Japan, Japan Airlines Flight 123, which took place in August 1985. That aircraft experienced explosive decompression, which destroyed the vertical stabilizer and all of the hydraulic lines, making that 747 incapable of being controlled, and 520 people died because of this one single aircraft crash. Footnote: 747s are incredibly safe to fly, as I've been told by underwriters at Lloyd's who insure <laughs> uh, commercial aircraft back in my day when I did some work there. The deadliest aircraft, the deadliest commercial aircraft uh, crash that took place here in the United States happened in May 1979, when American Airlines flight 191 crashed near O'Hare International Airport right near where my mother lives, actually, uh, because of the loss of an engine following uh, improper maintenance. This crash caused the death of all 271 passengers and the crew on board the plane. So this may sound bleak, but, and there's a but, excluding the four aircraft that crashed during the 9-11 attacks, Jonathan, there only have been a total of 15 separate aviation accidents ever worldwide with a death toll between 250 and 499 people each, along with the aforementioned two disasters with over 500 deaths. So we're talking 17 major aviation accidents with fatalities each of over 250 people. So let's put that in perspective. That sounds horrific, but given that there are many tens of thousands of people in the air every single day of every single year, of every single decade for the last half century, from a percentage standpoint, the number of fatalities from aviation accidents, Jonathan, has been incredibly low. And indeed, uh, on a per-person and per-mile basis, air travel is consistently ranked as the safest form of transportation. And, you know, this is probably self-evident, but it's incredibly important to major manufacturers of aircraft and to commercial airlines that they offer a safe means of travel. Because if airline travel were not perceived as safe by the public, People would not fly, and these companies would go out of business. The airline industry, and the airline industry, as aviation technology has developed, um, has put in place numerous safety devices such as evacuation slides, advanced avionics, uh, engine safety features, and landing gear that, that can be lowered even after loss of power and hydraulics. So, rounding this out, yes, it is true that any loss of, loss of life from an aviation accident like the loss of the co-pilot on the recent, recent Virgin Galactic Spaceship Two is a tragedy, but generally speaking, the skies still are like a friendly place to fly, and we hope to see you know, greater developments going forward in terms of uh, safety features, uh, convenience, means of travel, and perhaps uh, regular folks like you and me, although I don't think I will volunteer, you know, going into space in these space planes. Jonathan, I turn it back over to you with the famous last name of Armstrong <laughs> Thank you what a fascinating topic eric
0: and it It shows that we don 't rehearse these because I, I didn't know you were intending to go into so much detail but i've i've learned a lot um as far as the virgin thing concerned i mean my it's wrong to make flippant remarks at this time, but um I'm not sure I would go into space with a company related to a company who's unable to serve a hot meal uh, on a trip between London and Washington, D.C. So I'd I'd want a bit more attention to detail, perhaps, and I'd want an assurance that all of the processes are in place. And that's really hard to demonstrate, I think, for any corporation. So So to put you on the spot, Eric, does the name William Huskisson ring a bell?
1: No, it doesn't, should it? So I
0: believe William Huskisson was the first man to be killed by a train. So Huskisson, if I'm right, and I'm doing this all from my failing memory, with man flu as well, this is where you go R ah, and have some sympathy, but I would guess in about 1825, 1830 there was a demonstration of passenger train transport in the northwest of England. Huskisson was the politician charged with invigorating people with entrepreneurial spirit. He was president of the Board of Trade. And one of the key tenants of his policy of bringing the UK together, increasing Uh, train usage transport amongst the UK being the very pioneer of the industrial revolution was train transport and uh, Huskisson died in unfortunate circumstances in that he decided to demonstrate that train travel was entirely safe by walking in front of a moving steam train (laughs) and unfortunately the train hit him not entirely proving his theory, and he died as a result. And so my point in raising that is not just to try and, in a very small way, uh, match you 10% for 100% of uh, of your knowledge of history, but also to say that, uh, putting it back into corporate terms, things like safety are career-limiting, but also life-threatening, and we've seen, for example, in aviation, how people are really concerned when there's incidences of any time, uh, any kind. I wrote an article one time on, on Willie Walsh, who uh, is now the um, effectively runs the parent company of British Airways and the Spanish national carrier, and. You can look at his tenure as as the head of an aviation um business, and he had maybe about a uh, a critical event a month during his tenure i don 't think because he 's a particularly bad guy, but just because the airline industry is one of those that 's always front and center whenever there 's an incident, he obviously experienced. Uh, a a plane crash um, during his tenure, but also incidents where flights were suspended due to safety concerns over fog, over um, an incident you might not recall, over poison being on a plane going to Russia, and allegations that there was some, let's just say, funny business between the Russians and Western uh, businessmen, and so on and so on. So, if ever you're involved in a business like that, particularly if the head of it, then you need to have a well-rehearsed disaster recovery plan. And as an impartial observer, um, I, I don't do work for them, I thought that Virgin's response was really very interesting. Obviously, Richard Branson hurried to the scene, and I think most people would say did well, I think, in the, past 20, in the first 24 hours from what I've seen. But then has had real criticism because he then immediately moved to another business that Virgin are involved with, Virgin Money, and then started talking about accelerating their flotation plans, etc. And for some people, I think that was, you know, 24 hours after crisis incident to talk about, you know, the, uh, a significant financial transaction of a, a separate business entirely separate but still having, you know, bits of the same name and and some of the same at least figurehead in common was perhaps an ill thought through measure. So I know that uh, crisis management experts often talk about, you know, the the golden hour or the golden first few hours when the CEO has to be very visible. But they also talk about what's called the say-do gap, you know, if you say, I'm very regretful, I will move mountains to make sure that we get to the bottom of this, then you better do it. And it's unwise to then say, anyhow, on business as usual, now let's tell you about this, this, uh, this thing that I'm doing instead. So I think history teaches us a lot, not only about air travel, but also air travel and space travel teaches a lot for any type of corporation involved in any incident whether it be bribery whether it be product recall or whatever about what the pub, how the public expects us to behave and i suspect all of that has been you know goes back to the times of uh the montgolfier brothers or, or, or those aviation pioneers because aviation and space travel is always going to be sexy and always going to be something that grabs the headlines and how we respond in any industry like that is, is, is critical. So I don't know whether they were two random thoughts to follow on from your uh, <laughs> well, well-reasoned argument in defense of air
1: uh, travel. It's, but... it's, your, it's, your, it's your flu talking, right? <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> no, I, I, I get your point, and I think it's a good one. I, I will say I do fly Virgin back and forth to Chicago, and uh, I'm not really flying it for the food. Uh, whether it's warm or cold, I'm happy that I get a, a good, safe flight. And so far it's good, and the flights have been on time. Certainly uh, crisis management and appropriate crisis management is critically important to companies. Um, I'm not really here to comment on that so much other than to say that, you know, a, a fellow like Richard Branson wears so many different hats and has so many different business ventures. I, Off the top of my head, I sort of think about our President of the United States, and on one given day he might have to respond to a crisis, but there's so many other affairs he must, attend to. So, you know, plainly, crisis management should be done well. And the public message should be appropriate. Um, I didn't really follow that so much in this particular instance, but I think you make a really good point. So I think we're fairly well past our, our 10 in tech law 10, but we've been off for a couple of weeks, so maybe our listeners are, are hungry for what we're saying today. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm Eric Sinrod in the San Francisco office uh, of Dwayne Morris, LLP. My, EJ, sorry, my email address is ejsinrod at dwaynemorris.com. You can find us on uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Uh, Jonathan, as usual, notwithstanding your illness, I, I do hope you feel better. Why don't you bring it home?
0: Thanks very much, Eric. And, uh, yeah, I'll be taking the chicken soup and speaking to you uh, uh, next week. And I'm uh, Armstrong at CordrayCompliance.com. We'd love to receive your comments via Twitter, at ArmstrongJP, or um, LinkedIn, or you can send us uh, a rocket, too, particularly as uh, we're just about to approach bonfire night, our traditional look to the skies over here in the UK. So uh, all that remains is to thank you for listening and to uh, invite you to uh, get in touch with us and speak to you next week. Take care. Cheers.
1: We'll